Even nanny, I mean. Oh, my God. Maron, I mean, Odenkirk never hit on you when you were the uh, no. nanny? Oh, you my are God, kidding. no. Oh, I could see you ruining that whole marriage. I mean, I can't what? believe no. how. I mean, are oh you crazy? God. Who would hire what you look like to come into the house and hang out where Bob is? You don't, you don't, you never think about that? No. Wow. That was the first thing that occurred to me when I heard this story. But oh my God, anyway, not even oh, Bob probably had the biggest, oh, please. He probably had the biggest crush on you. Are you crazy? No, this is weird. What? No. Oh my God. No. I, I, you know, you don't think like a man. Um, no, I, they have a very beautiful marriage. Do you know that Bob calls you Lolita Wig? That uh, no. that is what he yes he does. But so so you're the babysitter, the nanny, whatever yeah, you want to call it. Yeah. Do you live in the, the nanny? House? Nanny. No, no, no. I, I babysat. I babysat. Yeah. Right. Okay. And and lo and behold, you work up the nerve to say to Bob and Naomi, you know, by the way, I'm a struggling actress and I work at the Groundlings. Would you guys come watch me? Would you come see one of my shows? Bob goes, thinks you're terrific, recommends you to Lorne. Naomi wants to manage you. She thinks you're well, so good. Actually, Naomi, Naomi came to the show right. um, because she, she was a manager and she managed one of my really good friends, Stephanie, the one that got me the peach job. Um, right. nice. She was their babysitter also. And I, and when she couldn't do it, she asked if I could do it. And I, I, we ended up like both babysitting for them. I see. And I asked Naomi, or maybe she knew because of Stephanie that I had this show coming up. And I was like, no, do you want to come? And she even admitted later, she was like, yeah, but I think she's with someone recommend, you know, she was kind of nervous. Like, what if I go and this is like horrible? Like, what do I do? And it was, um, it was my advanced show, which means you have two shows. So she went to the first show and she really liked it and then like didn't say anything. And then she came to the second one and was like, yeah, she wanted to work with me after that. Wow. And I was like, what? <laughs> I would have been like, yeah. I don't want that. I would want you to be bad so that I, I don't want to lose a babysitter. They're so hard to get somebody <laughs> reliable, you know, but, uh, and I, I imagine the Odenkirks can't even hire a babysitter anymore because they're all probably like, <laughs> would you read my script? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Um, well, now their kids so, are like 20. <laughs> but isn't that, that so that kind of also led to Saturday Night Live. So the, the point is, you never know. You oh, never no. know. Naomi was a huge part in that whole process because um, we even had conversations of like, I, I don't even want to send your tape in yet. I don't think it's ready yet. Like, let's let's get your tape to where it needs to be when you're really like ready to go there, which I really respect and agreed with and and uh she you know worked on the tape and and is naomi still your manager she's not no i don't have a manager uh -oh. right now oh my goodness no it's uh, all I'm, it's all good i just i don't uh -oh. have i don't have a manager right now it's all okay <laughs> how do you break up with naomi uh, it after, was really you know, hard it's hard yeah. in other words well, you know you're your life changes. You, you know, you need different things. And I, I think oh, she's, I, if I had one, it would be her. What um, a sketch that would be. I mean, to <laughs> see you breaking up with Naomi. Then wasn't Naomi a little like, wasn't she kind of like now? I mean, uh, you're the, you're, 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 you make films. I mean, uh, you, my boat came in with you. Uh, you know, I, I represented she you when you were a baby. She has a lot of great clients. She's, I see. She's good. So she, she, she took it well when you sat her down. I mean, what a moment uh, when you sat her down and said, listen, Naomi, uh, great. You helped me out here, but you're no longer my manager. That no, I, well, I didn't say it like that. <laughs> how, how do you, I mean, it must it's have been It's a breakup. Terrible. It is. It's yeah. a breakup. It was horrible. You know, you're both crying. It's like your oh. life changes and you, you know, you, you, you go in different directions. And, um, I'm so eternally grateful for everything she did. Kristen, so when you're at Saturday Night Live and then you're, and then you're cast in, um, the movie, uh, uh, you know, with uh, Seth Rogen and um, Jumbo, what's the name of the uh, movie? Knocked Up. I, knocked Up. I couldn't yeah. think of it. Yeah. You get cast in Knocked Up. You meet uh, Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow yes. says to you, hey, I think you're great. Can you write a movie? If you have any movie ideas, write a movie. Do you say, yeah, I've been working on this thing, Bridesmaids? Or do you say to him, uh, gee, let me go home and think about it? How the hell does that all happen? <laughs> uh, I was like, can I write it with my friend, Annie Mumolo? Um, 
said, Why yes. Annie? And Annie, then, you worked with the Groundlings. You we, like her. She's just my, yeah, like we, we just, we wrote so much at the Groundlings together and I, it, there was no other person that even popped in my head. Did Annie ever write for Saturday Night Live? No. Why not? I'm sure you must have recommended her, right? Because you know she's a great writer. She's um, incredible. I mean, she's she's an amazing performer. Um, right. She uh, auditioned for SNL, um, and she was, you know, busy doing working here in LA. Is it weird? Um, you know, working with Annie in the sense that you're the big star, you're the bigger star, let's say. Are there jealousies that develop? And do you worry about that? No, I, I, I don't. You I feel don't. totally we, close to her and comfortable. To- we, we came up together and we have always stayed friends. Like while I was at SNL, I mean, she works a lot and she acts a lot and she writes a lot and she has two amazing kids. And we, when I had the opportunity to write something, she, um, she thought of the bridesmaids idea. Like she had been in so many uh, weddings and had so many of these experiences. And we kind of like flushed out the idea and we both brought it to Judd and he was like, yeah, write it. <laughs> so you mean Judd says to you, Hey, I'd love to see a movie that you guys write. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and you had never written a movie before. I mean, you wrote sketches no. for, for, for Saturday Night Live. And, 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 and so you sit down, you're winging it, right? I mean, you're not yes. someone who is right. Right. <laughs> And you and Annie sit down and say, hey, this is a great opportunity. Judd Apatow wants us to come up with a script. Mm-hmm. And it's a total spec, right? In other words, you, 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 he says it, but he doesn't sit there and pay you to go write this thing. You go off with Annie and you write the script and then you bring it to Judd, right? Is that how it works? Uh, I think, I mean, we had like a, like a, a deal. deal where we'd get paid yeah, when we turn in certain drafts and stuff. Yeah. But we, we uh, literally bought like screenwriting books. <laughs> And, and right, um, right. You you bought screenwriting books like you've yes. never you've never actually written <laughs> no. a screenplay before. No. We were like, I think in Act Two, I think something happens in Act Two. Like we we were <laughs> not we did not know, but we did know we knew the what the story would be. We knew uh, most of the characters, um, but as far as like structure, we really had to like look at other scripts and read and uh wing it and and judd like guided us so much too he's like why why is this first act 70 pages long <laughs> when you when like you finish 25 it, when you get it in some sort of shape do you know deep in your heart that this is going to be the big like one of the biggest comedies ever made i mean it is a huge hit. no way <laughs> no. you don't know not at all i mean it we first of all it was like our first time doing any of this like from moment of writing till the last day of shooting we were still just like what we just didn't know what we were really doing and uh you know you have test screenings to see if it's like what the numbers are i think they were like okay so we're like okay this movie's gonna come out and it's just maybe just gonna come out and and i remember annie was just saying um reminding me that like after it came out like the weekend it came out, she got all these emails like, I'm so sorry, you know, but oh, really? time, cause that, Oh yeah. Like the numbers weren't great when it first did the reviewers trash it or was it, were there good reviews? Um, God, I wish I could remember some, yeah. some were not, I mean, some were it was not mixed. great. Right, it was mixed. Right. Um, yeah. but some, some people really championed it and, and liked it. And I think that that helped. And I think just word of mouth just kind of, was the secret for that one because were it you distraught? Didn't start, right? Were you upset at first because it wasn't getting the 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 kind of notice that you thought it should? I think it was. I didn't expect it to get a lot, so I was. I mean, of course, you're bummed when like people right. are emailing you saying <laughs> when the subject matter is. I'm sorry about bridesmaids. <laughs> um, you know, right. you don't feel great because you you have dreams that like. The whole world's going to see it and they're going to love it and get it. But you don't, you don't know. You just don't know. And How neurotic are you about all that? When, you know, like you've got, the, you've got this movie coming out. I mean, how neurotic are you about reviews, box office, you know, because it is a business and you, and you yeah. do want to, you, you do want to see people make money with your projects and all that of stuff. Course. You can't be cavalier about it. 
Are you nuts about that stuff? Are you are you overly neurotic? I don't read. I don't read stuff. Um, like I tell my publicists because usually they just like send you everything. I'm like, do not send me, do not send me right. stuff. Just let flag me if something's really horrible and I need to like address something, or you can send me something that's really great. <laughs> but like you learn very early on from like being at SNL and like the first time you Google yourself, like you learn that you can read 50 nice things, but the three bad things you read are the ones that you will commit to memory and you focus on. And I think to answer that, like it's changed through the years, you know, in the beginning, you kind of want to know what, because you feel like you're supposed to know like how well it does and what people are thinking about you. But it kind of, I, I do try to just consider the source a little bit. Like there's definitely people I want to know what they think. And a lot of people online, if they're just like hating, I don't really read that stuff. Yeah. I think that's really I'm also smart. really sensitive. <laughs> take, oh, me too. Take things personally. Yeah. I have such a thin skin. I don't read anything that, that, yeah. uh, and the, and the screenplay was nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> Um, you didn't win. You lost to Midnight in Paris, uh, Woody Allen. But, you know, in retrospect, I think Bridesmaid should have won that, you know? Oh, it, that's, it, that's very nice. Don't you think compared to Woody Allen's uh, Midnight? I mean, Woody Allen's written great comedy. <laughs> I was like, but, yeah. <laughs> well, say it. No, I, I it love out. that movie. I do love that movie. I do love that movie. And no, to be honest, the fact that we were even there is still like, was there a mistake? Did you have a speech prepared for that night at the uh, Academy Awards? I think we knew who we wanted to thank because right. to me, we were already so nervous. The thought of like going up there and not even knowing what to say, even though we knew we weren't going to go up there. <laughs> you kind of have to know like who you want to thank, I guess. After you have a hit movie like that, does your life change dramatically? That that Because when you start making a movie that makes more than $100 million, been explained to me that man everything changes you start getting offered the best scripts everybody wants a piece of you it's a whole different scene in hollywood once you make a blockbuster um did that happen for you um i don't not really to the extent that you're saying i mean i i was still on snl like after it came out i still had another season um and I, I wanted to do like an, like a indie, something indie after that. Um, and maybe something a little more dramatic, you know, I I don't know if a lot of people feel like that movie that puts you sort of like on the map or whatever you really, somewhere in your brain, you're like, I, now I'm going to do the opposite. (laughs) Right. Cause I, I did want to just like do other things because yeah, once you do, like after I did uh, Knocked Up where I played that like kind of bitchy um, like a PR person. The boss. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everything after that was like, hey, they want you to play this bitchy like <laughs> restaurant manager. Right. Like it was all the same. And I was like, oh, when people see you in something, that's that's kind of what you are in, in the beginning. And um, it, it wasn't like that rebellious where I was like, now I'm going to show everybody what else I could do. I just for me, I wanted to just do other things and i uh love independent movies and um really but does it fuck you up in the sense that like now you're like oh shit my next thing has to be that big uh oh my god what am i gonna do because if i take something small and independent and if it's not a big movie i mean all your head games i mean everything just goes crazy career-wise i i don't know i felt like i I, th- I think the good part was that I, I did have the opportunity to make that own my own choice. And I didn't feel pressure to do like a big thing because I think for me, even like as a moviegoer in my like twenties and thirties, I, I mean, I love big fun movies, but like, I really love sort of like those small artsy films. And I thought, Oh, you know, that's something that I want to. You really try. wanted to and, act. You wanted a character that yeah, you could sink well, your wanted, teeth Yeah, into. I wanted to do. Yeah, because even when I started, I, I didn't plan on like going, starting with comedy. Like when I, when I came to LA, I didn't, I didn't 
think, oh, I'm, I'm comedic. I just wanted to like, you know, act. I just want to act and like, just do that. So, um, I think, yeah, I mean, a lot of people ask me like how, if, if it's, if my, you know, choices are how strategic they are and they are to a point, but ultimately like if I read something that I really love or it's a director, I really want to work with or something, you know, that gets me excited. Could Saturday Night Live have held on to you after a big success like Bridesmaids? Because I feel they never pay anybody enough to hold on to them once they become big. <laughs> I mean, I think the pay scale is a little weird at Saturday Night Live. Like you're super famous. You're on TV every week. Your first season, you make about $140,000, which listen, that's nice money and everything, especially if you were struggling with babysitting Bob Odenkirk's kids. <laughs> but, 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 uh, you know, all of a sudden to have that kind of fame, uh, and not have m- the money to find a place to hide away and all that kind of thing. It's a very yeah. difficult thing. And I don't think they make that effort to say to someone like you, listen, yes, you did bridesmaids, but we want you to stay. And now we're going to step up. I mean, could you have they renegotiated? Did. They did. They, they, they did? did. They did. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't leave because bridesmaids happened or because I felt like, Oh, now it's safe to leave. I, I knew when I started there, I was like, okay, I'm going to do seven. Like, it just felt like I'm going to do seven. And there's something about, um, and you know, because I feel like, you know, a lot about SNL, there's this like mystery sort of like, um, I I always said to myself, the moment I feel like I've figured this place out, I got to (laughs) go. Right. You get too comfortable. Yeah. Because there's like this fire you get in trying to like figure out how to make it work every week. And, um, I don't know. I just knew it like year seven, that was going to be, I wanted to just like try something else. Um, but and is it, it also loserish to, be... to hang out there too long? In other words, it's like, Hey, no. what's the matter with Kristen? She's there too long. She should be moving on. I mean, no, because you I know, think- yeah, everyone's got like everyone's got different um goals. Some people just love being there and like they're they're great and some it's their people thing. Stay Why not? Extra. Yeah, yeah, and Why like not? and people love to see them and um you know, I don't know, everyone's so different. Everyone comes in from diff- such a different place and everyone leaves and wanting different if, things and if you hit it big in the year three where you're having outside mm-hmm. success of Saturday Night Live can you walk in and rip up your con not, not you rip up the contract when you say listen guys look things have changed I know there's a pay scale here and I know in year three you get this in year four you get I that I think so I uh, think yeah because your contract there is kind of like that's the other thing it, it's kind of year to year like you get a call every summer telling you if you're coming back or not do you ever say to other cast members, what are you getting paid? And, and no. uh, you don't <laughs> No, because, well, you start off the same and yeah, as you get older, you know, people are, are renegotiating. And I think that's just sort of like a thing you don't talk about. Yeah. Because it could be like, well, yeah, but it could be like, I heard Fred Armisen's getting, uh, you know, $5,000 a show. I, I'm better than him or, you know, or uh, Seth Myers uh, shouldn't be getting more. Than, I mean, I imagine there is that kind of competitiveness and also uh, wanting to be recognized because you were a major player. I, I think it depends on. Yeah, I think it depends on like who you are. We we all get paid really not great in the beginning. So everyone knows you're just not no one's. People are barely, you know, making it. Um, but I don't know. What was the question? <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel that that's what you whispered to Jason Sudeikis. You whispered in here. <laughs> I said, I'm making, what did you get paid? I, what did you get paid? I told him here? what I was making. <laughs> All right, listen, the new movie, you have a new movie. Yet. That's what it, now yes. let's talk about COVID and the new movie, because now it's okay. a different way of selling a movie. In other words, yes. in the old days, you work on this. How, how long did you work on this movie with your, with your writing partner? Because this is the same writing partner, Bridesmaids. Uh, people are anxious about this, uh, looking forward to it. I would imagine you guys had in your mind, this was going to be a theatrical release, correct? Yes, we did. Yes. yes. We were yeah. hoping big like that. bucks, big bucks back end. We're talking uh, a lot of money to be made. 
And now in our new universe, we don't even know what, what a movie theater looks like. Where do like. you see it? Yeah. Yeah. Where do <laughs> we see this I movie? I mean, everyone is waiting for this movie. We want to see you. We want to see your movie. How do I see this movie, first of all? Well, it's it's going to be on PVOD, and then any you can, wherever, if you rent movies P-Vod. on... What PVOD pre, premium video on demand? <laughs> pre, oh, oh PVOD. You can okay. Google PVOD, but I don't know, know what's going to come up. Of course, up. we know. You that. Don't, you um, don't, I just I just went on PVOD and I couldn't find it. You found some other the mo- things. The movie is called yeah. Barb yeah. and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. Uh, yes. Your leading man is this character from Fifty Shades of Grey. Good-looking guy, yes. and you do have love scenes with him. Was there an onset romance, as many have predicted? Uh, many people. I don't are think anyone about. has predicted. <laughs> yeah, oh, everyone that. is talking. You, you don't read social I media. Don't what do you think know? So. No. They believe penetra- actual penetration occurred during the film. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, that's right. I read it this on not. social media. It did oh, not. Then it's got to be true. No, I'm here to say no. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but, say no. yeah. Um, uh, when you write he a movie, amazing. Yes. yes. Now you picked him to be in this mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. You wanted. To do bedroom scenes, uh, various, uh, uh, you know, he said his bathing suit, uh, so are you. You're in your culottes. What, uh, <laughs> what, what uh, you chose him personally? Did you audition other people? How did this come about, your leading man? Well, he was sort of like the, the prototype when we were writing it. And, um, you know, we wanted sort of like, uh, James Bondy, uh, mm, someone who is known for more serious acting and maybe doesn't have a comedic background. And right. it was like, well, yeah, I mean, Jamie Dornan, you know, when you're Jamie, if you whatever, like, we'll never do it, but like, like a Jamie Dornan. And right. then we sent him the script and then it's like, he's reading it. And we're like, Oh my God, he's reading it. And then we were like, Oh my God, we're like embarrassed. Like, Oh my God, he's reading it. And then it's like, oh, he wants to get on the phone with Josh. And then he talked to the director. And then when we found out he was doing it, it was like, uh, what? <laughs> and, um, and, yeah, you, we're- and when you do a movie like this, it, Will Ferrell is involved, too, as a mm-hmm. producer. What does that yeah. mean? In other words, is he is he active in the production of the movie or is he is it just his name for his company? Does he get actively involved? Yeah, we worked with um, Gloria Sanchez, which is his version with Jessica Elbaum. They do a lot of like, you know, female centered projects. And yeah, I mean, he's uh, we sent him the script and he talked to us throughout the whole entire process. Jessica was on set almost every day and, um, you know, Will went to screenings and gives notes and he's very involved. Yeah. And we love him still, or are we angry we with him? We love him. Oh, my we gosh. Love him, I'm like, right? please words, send him everything and tell him. I want to hear what he thinks, because I love and, his brain. And, and and shooting this movie, did you have to mm-hmm. shoot it during the whole COVID thing, or were you able to get it in no. before? before? Thank God. Oh, before. Thank okay. God. Yeah, way and, before. And, we shot this movie <laughs> 10 years ago. Oh, no, my goodness. We shot it a while ago. And, and how long does it take to write? And first of all, a lot of pressure because the two of you wrote Bridesmaids together and, and you get together and you're like, oh, fuck, yeah. how are we going to, you know, what, what you know, people are going to expect a lot of us. You get together, you have the idea for Barb and Star. And um, and and how long does it take you to write this movie? Well, the the whole process was like maybe four and a half years. But oh the actual God. writing, and we did this with Bridesmaids too. I don't know why. We kind of bang out a first draft in like a week. <laughs> and then we really? completely, well, we, we just to get it out and then we change. And I mean, it's so different from that original version. Um, but we had, you know, we had like a bunch of table reads and then. Yeah, but forgive me for happens. being technical. Wait no, a no, second. No. Yeah. In other yeah. words, it, you and your writing partner get together in a room. Mm-hmm. And you, it's like taking um, a, a massive amount of ideas and you, th- you, you throw them up, you put them up on paper, is that it? And you get this long kind of uh, way too long script. That's what occurs. That's what, that's the first well, draft we, in a week. Yeah. We will, we write an outline and we kind of figure out what every scene is going to be and the order of it and the characters. And then we just kind of write a very long draft and then you kind of realize what you don't need after 
you know, reading it a bunch of times and like we had our friends over and just read the script out loud. And it's very clear, like, oh, this whole thing is just was silent and terrible. We're going to cut that out. And then you and the same is true for the opposite. You're just like, oh, people really liked this thing. Maybe we could do more of that. And um is it fun writing a movie or do you hate it? Is it torture? I would imagine it's torture. It's like songwriters. You talk to them. It's not easy. Do you have a love hate relationship with it? There are parts of it that are hard. The actual sitting down and writing with Annie is like one of my favorite things to do because we just play all the characters and laugh and uh, that part is really fun. But yeah, when you're getting into like, you know, the notes you get and having to cut 10 pages and what do you cut and making it the actual final thing like that's that's hard. But the actual writing we really love. And the actual writing, are you sitting there with a computer and you're both typing into it? Or is there some assistant there who takes notes no. while you two talk? How does it work? No, we, we, we just take turns typing and wow. it's very, very old school. We use a typewriter. No, I'm just kidding. No, um, right. <laughs> I always go to her house. Like we never, I think because I did that for bridesmaids, it's just like habit. She came here a couple times to write and it just like, it felt weird. Um, so Are there snacks? We always, oh yes. There's yes. So many snacks. You don't eat so snacks. snacks. Oh your your God, your figure is uh, you're you're very thin. I mean, you know, in a good way. Uh, oh, I you, eat snacks. <laughs> you do. What is your yes. favorite snack? What do you eat when you you're mean, writing? Now the movie? or when we're writing? No, when you're writing the movie, different. what's the go-to snack? I mean, there's a there's some sort of a flavored chip. There's oh, really? Maybe oh. some veggies, a little crudite. Look there's at you. Just uh, popcorn, chocolate. We order Indian food. We mm. get pizza. Can you put on I weight mean, during this writing process? I mean, it, it sounds... Yes, you so, definitely yeah. can. It sounds fattening to me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then you shoot this movie for how long? I, I imagine that's the fun part for you when you're shooting this movie that you wrote. And do you make everyone stick to your words or do you allow them the freedom to ad lib? Because you are the writer. You know how you want this thing to sound. Um, do, do you let people play with the words or do you say listen assholes i spent a long time writing this <laughs> stick to the script that's a the not an a no we're right. very loose about it but um we it's kind of a combination of of both we always say let's get the scripted version and then kind of like use your own words and like loosen it up and then there are certain times when it calls for just like hey just in the realm of whatever this is you know you can just kind of Say whatever you want. And it's kind of different for every person. So have you seen Barb and Star the movie or is this like Saturday Night Live? You will not watch it. <laughs> no, I've seen it probably a thousand times because. Oh, you have. Oh, yeah, because we're we're in the uh, we were lucky enough to be in the editing room. And 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 have you watched it with an audience? Do you, do you can you I mean, with COVID, it's hard, but can you screen this? Yeah, how do you do yeah, What do we do? We we had a screen it was before COVID. We had a screening and that is. So, uh, weird <laughs> and <Yeah>. terrifying because <laughs> you're not even watching the movie. You're just like sitting there and you're just like right. watching people and you're like, Oh my God, he didn't laugh at that. I was like, well, that person liked that part. You can't, it's, it's, you know, Oh, it's, it's horrible it's yeah, because you horrible because all you want to do is see laughs about every 30 seconds, which is almost impossible to get. I mean, there, there are plot points that have to be followed, so you can't get a laugh, but you, you it's like you're waiting for these big responses and yeah, they and you the find cards. that one guy that's not yeah. laughing at anything, <laughs> and when everyone's yeah. laughing, and you just look at him, and he's like, he just like does not want to be there, or like the occasional person that like gets up and leaves. Yeah, and when you see that guy get up and leave, do you take notes in your head and say that's the part Annie wrote? Um, yes, of course. <laughs> no. I didn't write that. So. <laughs> I Did told have, her that didn't I, work. I just say, you know what? He got a call. He has. This is not about the movie. He's something happened you, at home. He needs to leave. Do you and Annie ever fight over material? Do you ever say, "Listen, it doesn't work," and then Annie goes, "Fuck you!" Just because you're Kristen Wiig and you were on Saturday Night <laughs> oh Live God, doesn't mean you know everything. There was never. You never said fuck to uh, Annie. You never no, said and fuck I feel like you, this is Annie. Such a uninteresting answer, but we have literally the same brain. There are times where it's like, oh, I want to try this thing, or maybe I don't know if that's going to work. And then you, you can like, you know, debate over something, but then we always end up just like, well, let's just try it. And then if it doesn't what, work, we just cut it. What about it Saturday Night Live? Did you ever write a sketch that you knew would kill and they cut it? Is there one that sticks out in your mind that got away? You wrote something funny, 
You remember the premise of it. And Lorne, in his infinite wisdom, because he's the <laughs> big macher, he knows the everything. Poobah. The grand poobah. <laughs> did, did he ever come to you and say, Kristen, no, this is not going to be in the show? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that happens at the read-through table because because you have dress rehearsal, you you know what's happening. Like, uh, uh, there was a sketch that um, Jillian Bell and I wrote for me and Charles Barkley that we read at the table and it went so well, like uh, I, people like clapped, like it was like, oh my gosh, this is <laughs> the best thing I've ever written in my life. This is going in the show and it got in the show and it was, I'm going to try to get you a link of this because it is silent. <laughs> we walk really? in in these, cra- I mean, it's one of those things too. Like if you don't laugh at the joke at the beginning, you're just, and like Andy and Bill are in it and they're laughing because it is so quiet and no one. And Charles is in this wig. He has a suit on with like piano keys on the arm that he's like playing. It it was insane. What was and the premise? Laughed. In other words, we, were, uh... we, uh, we were grief counselors that were called into this company because a bunch of people got uh, sick at like a company picnic and, and died. <laughs> and so they brought us in and we were like trying to get everyone to clap and like we would take breaks and just point to like, you know, those chattering teeth and just point yeah. like jazz music was playing. Like it was crazy, but it was funny to us and the audience was so not on board and they did not care. We walked in clapping and they were just like, no, thank you. Well, we have a new Kristen Wig movie. It was made at great expense. Very difficult, a four-year journey for her. It is Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. And you couldn't have a better location for a movie. Vista Del Mar. Oh what, a beautiful, yeah, right, right. what a beautiful flat <laughs> beautiful part of the Beautiful made-up place. <laughs> uh, yes, right. It's just so But it was, very, it was great for adding color and just making <laughs> it look as crazy as possible. Possible. That's right. It's an escape. It's an escape. Yes. Yes. Are you uh, look? Look. We should end it this way. Are you happy? You are uh, on top of the world. You're writing movies. You're acting. You're no longer babysitting or working in a hot dog place. Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. yeah. Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> He's taking care of his own kids. <laughs> yeah. He, he never hit on you when you were, which I don't believe, but whatever. Yeah. You want to stick to that? Go ahead. Really. Yeah. You never. have never, like, not even, no. How is it possible? No. Are you the type First of, of all, person? Because there are a lot of people who don't know when people are hitting on them. Yeah, she, she's very naive. Uh, uh, this is what I've heard <laughs> about Kristen Wiig. She she doesn't even realize when guys are hitting on her. I mean, I, I can imagine I mean, how many women would hire Kristen Wiig to watch their kids with their husband at home. I don't, I, I don't, I don't see it happening. I don't know. I, I think you are a bit naive, but who knows? Who knows? You've been lucky that way. Um, the the the. the are you a happy person now? You have children. You have a mm-hmm. relationship, I've read. You're, mm-hmm. you're with yes. a man. Yes. Um, is all it, Kristen, is, is it all good? Is everything in your world perfect? Or do, you, or do you want me to help you with some problem? I'm going twice <laughs> if you want me to help you get out of uh, whatever situation you're in. How much time do we have? <laughs> um, are you Well, happy? look, besides the fact that we are in where we are and, and it's, you know, hard to not feel so much of the shit and struggle that's going on right in my home i'm very uh i'm very lucky about having these two babies and my husband and they make it all better it's changed my life um is it possible to be a good mother and be an actress at the same time in the sense that you know for you to be a success you have to you know when you're coming up with ideas constantly, even, you know, the years of Saturday Night Live, always having to do impressions, be aware of everything in your world, to be funny, to be constantly on. One of those things has to suffer. Balancing the, you know, kids and a career like yours, very yeah. difficult. It really is. Uh, yeah. and, and, all, and I imagine you're a person who has to live inside their head. You're a creator. You're a creative mm-hmm. person. Is it possible to be fully present with the kids and your husband when you've got all of that going on in your head? Well, right now I'm not going to an actual set, but because of all this stuff, you know, I'm, I'm not as present as I would like to be. And it's really hard. Um, 
Cause I'm always like convinced they're going to like forget who I am if I'm gone for like a day, you know, I have looked at my children and like, I'm your mother. I'm your mother. (laughs) Um, it's hard. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I am nervous about like actually leaving and, and going to work when that happens. Uh, because there's something really nice about just being home with them all the time, but they're really young right now. So I feel like I have that sort of as an advantage. They don't really know. Mm. when I'm not there. <laughs> right. Uh but that time is coming and I'm going to do my best to balance and they will come first. Kristen, you know that that uh covid is a horrible thing, but I'm guessing yeah. you're like me and you love having an excuse never to leave the house. I I, I oh, you know, yeah. I like be, I like being home. <laughs> oh, I'm I I that there's no place I'd rather be. I don't like going out ever. <laughs> Give me one Those days last... are done for me. <laughs> Give me one last thing. The, the character you played on Saturday Night Live with the little hands yeah. and the yes. big forehead, what <laughs> yes. was wrong with her? I mean, really, what was going on there? I mean, what what is her backstory? Well, initially, th- when we wrote it, it was just like she's unattractive. Like she's I just see. like sort of like the ugliest. And, and we wrote in there not even <laughs> really like think like, oh, what if she has like a big forehead and like a <laughs> snaggle tooth and like little hand? Like it just kind of made us laugh in the room. And right. and then when it got on the show you know, the, the costumes and, and hair and everyone's like, so what, what are we doing? I was like, oh yeah, she, they were like handing me like different hands to look at. And I was like, it's oh so yeah, funny. like we kind of forgot. We're like, oh yeah. And then yeah. it just became this, like, that was her look. And she was just kind of like the, 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 the non-attractive one. <laughs> well, you are, you yes. know, you've given us so many great characters. You're so, you're so talented that, uh, yeah. you know, I'm such a fan of yours. When you do that, um, oh, there's so many sketches that I'm thinking about, like just you doing the one where you where you're with Fred Armisen and you're both singers, and obviously oh, you haven't, yeah, uh, and you haven't re- yeah, 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 you haven't rehearsed <laughs> anything, and I, it just it's so well choreographed, it's so well done that uh, you know I marvel at it. Really, you're 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 quite incredible, and uh, I'm well, honored I, to meet I- you. I'm honored and like, I'm, I'm so thankful that you, um, had me on your show and I'm a fan of yours and, um, this has been like the best interview ever. Oh, wow. Thanks. I mean, and, it. thanks. Uh, wow. Thank you. And, and we'll, the- could we just highlight one thing? I think, you know, bridesmaids is super funny. It's like incredible and it was great, but it was great for a reason that uh one reason that people don't necessarily bring out all the time it was a female buddy movie and you make great that's a genre we always had the male buddy movies but there weren't female buddy movies especially that were funny it was always poignant heartfelt mm-hmm. heavy now we have comedy and females having fun being females thank you there you go that's very sweet that's that's very nice she never says that to me about my (laughs) (laughs) ever never 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 says that about me it's absolutely Um, great you know because the other version of females is the housewives yeah well i mean i i will say romeo and michelle is one of my uh one of my favorite movies that it that, is a great um, movie too. Us. Yeah. 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 But this was um, like balls out funny. Thanks. Ryan. I loved it. Yeah. Just for that reason alone, thanks. that women could really be funny about what it's like to be a woman. Kristen <laughs> stars in Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. It's available this Friday everywhere you rent movies. Uh, there's no more theaters. The landscape yeah. has changed. I know. So uh, go out and check it out. It's fun. You're going to have a good time. It's going to make you laugh. It's going to make you certainly think. need to laugh right now, right? Uh, that's yeah. right. We really do. We do. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, and and then who knows what's next? We don't know. It's very very strange this time that we live in. And now Kristen Wiig wants to leave you with words of inspiration. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if you have any, you don't have <laughs> any. Do you? I don't need look in the mirror and. Tell yourself just to keep going and oh, 
Life I knew you'd say that. I knew you'd say that. <laughs> I, I just knew it. You really put me on the spot there. <laughs> I know. What are you going to do today? Are you, uh, are you done now? Will you go back to sleep? Because it's very early in uh, it's LA. It's very early. Yeah, or does she have more publicity four. to do? Today? No, had... this is it. Ah, Maybe she has to it. go watch Bob Odenkirk's kids. You don't know that she did about that job. How did those kids turn I'm still, out? By the I'm way? still babysitting um, young adults. Yeah. How uh, did they turn they're out? They're amazing. Did they... They're great. Yeah. Yes. All right. Good. All right. So you didn't yes. screw that up. That's good. No, I love I <laughs> um, it's a real honor to have you on the show, Kristen. And good Thanks, luck with Howard. the movie. Everybody go see Bob and Star go to Vista Del Mar available this Friday everywhere you rent movies. And, um, I only hope that on my last show, Mick Jagger comes in and sings uh, Ruby Tuesday to me, and I'll dance. Uh oh, staff, get to work. We can, uh, work. We can work that out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Get to work. All right. Uh, thank you so much. And thank uh, you. next next time you come on, please uh, tell us how to cook the perfect hot dog. So many people want to know if you could just elaborate oh, on that. Okay. What were the yeah. sides at that restaurant? Did they have like the whole array? Oh, you know, like or? the grilled onions and the sauerkraut. Yeah. No. It's fantastic. Um, Just because it was Beverly Hills, I thought there'd be something different. Caviar. (laughs) Yeah. Do you like going back and hosting Saturday Night Live? Yes. Yes. You do? Yes. The last time I did it was very weird because of COVID and it was like a different place and rooms were different. And, um, but it was ended up being so fun. Yeah. It's weird being on that side of it. Sometimes I kind of want to just like be in the cast instead. (laughs) Right. It's a why? Because it's like you don't want to be singled out. Yeah, it's just like we're, I don't know, maybe it's more used to it or something. I wonder if the other cast was jealous when, when, bride, when Bridesmaid became a big hit. Oh my God. I bet you there were people who wanted to put a knife in your back. I'm telling you, <laughs> you got to write that book. I mean, come on. You know, there were people who were jealous. Um, you know, I don't who was. Think uh, so. I think Fred and Seth were very jealous. They couldn't deal with it. No. They, they privately no. told me they just hated you after that. No, they didn't. <laughs> you don't have you don't have any enemies from that show. Nothing. No, no. You must. There's something. You're I mean, not I'm not you. on my side. Maybe I. I don't think so. No. Was there any guest host you hated? Hate's a strong word. No, I was more used to it or something. I wonder if the other cast was jealous when when, bride, when Bridesmaid became a big hit. Oh, my God. I bet you there were people who wanted to put a knife in your back. I'm telling <laughs> you. you got to write that book. I mean, come on. You know there were people who were jealous. Um, you know, I who was. Think uh, so. I think Fred and Seth were very jealous. They couldn't deal with it. No. They, they privately no. told me they just hated you after that. No, they didn't. <laughs> you, don't have, you don't have any enemies from that show? Nothing? No. No. You must. There's something. I mean, I'm not on my side. Maybe I I don't think so. No. Was there any guest host you hated? Hate's a strong word. No. All right. Disliked working with. No, no. I I will say a general thing that like kind of what I was saying before, like the host that um, that isn't really game or kind of wants to. Right. Play the game. Produce the whole thing might be like on the not as fun, but. I got really lucky when I was there. God, you have, you have, you have such a nice life. I mean, Andy, Andy, uh, Sandberg never called you the C word in a moment. Oh, and he did, uh, no. nothing like that. Not Gosh. to my face. Good for you. And do you have great girlfriends? <laughs> that's the other thing I, you know, you must have had like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. like all, yes. I mean, it's what gets me through everything. And, uh, let me guess you, Amy Poehler. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all hanging out. Everybody in their lingerie. I get it. I know what goes on. Oh, right really? There. Oh, yeah. What a picture. Yes. Lingerie party. All right, listen. We're very excited about the new movie. Everybody check out Thank Kristen's you. new movie, Bob and Star. Go to Vista Del Mar. Available this Friday everywhere you rent movies. Thanks for coming here. And, uh, Thanks, Howard, so and, much. And have so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Cheers. Bye, Robin. Bye. Well, that was fun. I, uh, I think she's the greatest. So, you know, I mean. So creative and talented. Yeah. 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 That's right, Robin. Absolutely. (laughs) But she does it all. You know, she can be serious. She can be physical. She can be the whole gamut. 
can't believe she wasn't that popular in high school. I would think she would have well, been. Well, she said she was social. That's what she no. kept saying. I don't know what that meant. Because she's a very good looking woman. I don't think you, uh, you know. Again, you know, a lot of times people don't un- know what's what their perception is in a group. You know? Yeah. That they might not realize how not everybody's that popular. <laughs> By the way, before we get out of here, I just want to tell you that uh, yeah, Super Bowl, re- they, they, these are the fans, some of the fans wrote in, said they really enjoyed our recap of the Super Bowl. You know, it's uh, something they enjoyed. A lot of people wrote us letters about Richard's paternity leave. I announced <laughs> on the air that Richard Did had you a get kid. creamed in that uh, the No, response? actually... A lot of people were like, hey, you're right. It says uh, ah. Richard, Richard Christie on paternity leave during a pandemic is pathetic. Tom Brady didn't Thank take you, paternity Patrick leave. Thank you, Tell Richard to get back to work. I worked for a family business years ago when my son was born. My paternity leave consisted of two days. I was in the hospital after the birth. I mean, the guy drinks beer out of his ass and gets sexually assaulted by Sal for a living. How much time off does he really need? <laughs> I was shocked. I didn't get uh, slammed. Wow. Yeah. Am I the only Thank listener you, who thinks Patrick that Richard Mahomes. Christie? Yes, we heard that. Uh, am I the only listener who thinks that Richard Christie should get the fuck back to work before he ends up living in a storage unit with his family? Uh, but this guy did criticize me. He says, all of you are dinosaurs. Richard is spending quality bonding time with his newborn. You're from a different generation, Howard. This is a very precious time. And just because you don't understand it doesn't mean Richard shouldn't do it. And, we were uh, simply saying he works from home now. He could do it and his job. <laughs> that's what we were thinking, but you know how hard it is working here. Uh, finally, this listener wrote in uh, concerning Richard and paternity leave. Who the hell wants to spend three months with their kids? Signed, Casey Anthony. Casey Anthony Ooh. wrote us. Thank you for that. Yeah. I didn't know she was a listener. <laughs> hey, oh, big fan. Big fan of yours, actually. Uh, oh, and finally, on this subject, um, on Monday show, we got into a discussion about some of the famous women I might have been able to have sex with uh, yeah. back in the day. I did mention uh, Jillian Barbary, very beautiful woman. And in fact, she tweeted yesterday after the show and she wrote, not going to lie. Listen to this, Robin. Not going to lie. Howard Ooh. is my dream man. Oh. And Beth. Yeah, I'm going to read this to Beth after the show. And Beth is a lucky woman who I adore. I do love Howard. I do love Howard deeply more than both my ex-husbands. It's because Howard is hilarious, brilliant, and we have the same opinions. Plus, he gets better with age. So there you go. I believe that is confirmation. All right. That I could have uh, had something. Uh, We also discussed uh, Jenny McCarthy. No comment from her. She did not. She didn't write to you. Yeah. But back in, uh, let's see, 2016, she did say this on her show. So this is uh, some sort of validation. He's the only guy I know. Oh, well, maybe there's a couple more, like besides Donnie. But if, you know, famous-wise, that actually, and Michelle, you could probably agree with me, that it's getting more attractive as he gets okay. older. Mm. Uh, Yeah. Plus, he has such a presence when he walks down a hallway. <laughs> and, and it's not just because he's Howard, but when you, yeah. uh, he's like, you know, seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. And he looks <laughs> better and better every year hey. that he walks <laughs> through the hallway. <laughs> I could have gotten her, I think. I don't know. Maybe I am standing in the hallway too <laughs> Why did you uh, roll your eyes when uh, you said I, when she said I had a presence in the hallway? You don't see that presence at all? I, I haven't had her angle. I see. Yeah, you have, <laughs> see, you've been you've been working with me so long, you don't see any presence. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen you walk down the hall in years. I don't think I could cure any of these women of their crushes in a minute by making love to them. That would end everything. That would just get them right back to normal. <laughs> they would just what get up and leave and never yeah. say a word about you again. <laughs> They'd gather up their clothing and never. I'd never hear from them again. I'm I guarantee you. And uh, that, then that's that. Well, listen, first of all, we had a busy show today. Of course, the beautiful, lovely, and talented Kristen Wiig. We got to visit with her for a while. She was very generous with her that time. That was great, yes. That uh, was a lot of fun, and we celebrate her new movie, uh, Bob and Barb. Barb. Barb not Bob. <laughs> What's the matter with you, Robin? Barb and Star <laughs> go to Vista Del Mar. Yes. 
the very funny Kristen Wiig. Same woman who wrote Bridesmaids. There you go. How's that? Same women who wrote Bridesmaids. Thank you for correcting me. You're absolutely right again. No, no, no. There were two women there who were. You're absolutely right. And let me point (laughs) out again how good your new makeup tips from RuPaul are working. Because (laughs) you look fantastic. We had a very busy show. I have to remember to do it every day. I wonder if I should leave everyone with that Beetlejuice song again. I threatened it to play it again, and I never did. It was great, and if people heard, you know, were listening earlier, they didn't hear it. Yeah, this is crazy. Beetlejuice, uh, we gave an update. You can listen to back to the show on the hey. app or on SiriusXM uh, and hear the whole story. But Beep was back in the studio. It took three years to make this. Beetlejuice, Big Frida, uh, <laughs> Snoop Dogg, and um, um, Paul... Uh, uh, Sean on, Paul. Sean Paul. What's the matter with you, Robin? You should remember Sean Paul, of course. <laughs> Sean Paul, Snoop Dogg, and Big Frida got together with Beetlejuice. Three years in the making, they worked on this song, and I think it's terrific. Uh, we did play it earlier, but I thought maybe I'd play it again for your listening pleasure. So here we go. And here it comes. Are you ready, Robin? <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Like I'm ready. I'm ready now. Okay, I'm, here we I'm, go. I'm, here I wasn't ready before, but All I'm right, ready. Here it is. Hey. Here it is. Bless them when there ain't no stress in the Sean Paul alongside Big Frida. Snoop Dogg, Beetlejuice, y'all. Oh, yeah, I can do it, dog. There's no problem with that. Representing for Beetlejuice, he in the back and his dick suck. <laughs> she got this big dick in her. Give her the juice, the Beetlejuice. Sucked up. 